Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope wherever you guys may be across this great country or this great land, you are having a fantastic Wednesday. A little bit of housekeeping right off the top here. I am headed up to New York tomorrow morning. I will be doing Greg Gutfeld's show on Fox News Thursday night. You can see me there. I will be on Outnumbered Friday doing both of those shows from New York City. Therefore, I will not be doing this show. I'm not abandoning you. I also know that a lot of you have been reaching out. For whatever reason, the audio version of this show has not updated yet for Monday and Tuesday. I'm hopeful that it will update soon. uh, And you will be able to get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday audio only uh, if you are not watching the video. I appreciate all of you who have subscribed. If you haven't already and you're missing me because I haven't been doing the morning radio show, that's flattering. I'm going to continue to do this show uh, and uh, I'll be back for a full week next week and on into the future. Reminder that Buck Sexton and myself will be going to the Rush Limbaugh radio slot 12 to 3 Eastern, 11 to 2 Central, 10 to 1 Mountain, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. on the West Coast and you will be able to listen to us all over the country in all 50 states. It's arguably the biggest show in all of media. I can't wait to get there and be underway with you guys there but this show will continue I'll continue to write it out Kick Anonymous Mailbag was up on Tuesday I'll do a Friday column uh, for the mailbag as well and continue to write going forward at OutKick as well as Manage for the next several years uh, you don't have anything to worry about lots of new hires coming but that is a little bit of housekeeping I want to start off with this story Hunter Biden alleged to have used the N-word according to his laptop Um, and some of you are probably hearing this from me for the first time because it has not received very much media attention. In fact, the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, the Washington Post, your usual conglomerate of quote-unquote left-wing media have elected not to cover this. And I want to start with this question. I oftentimes get criticized because what I want more than anything else is consistency. I think about stories as if I am a judge and I want to apply a consistent precedent regardless of race, religion, gender, ethnicity, party, Republican, Democrat, whatever you might be I want to apply the same standards to you that have been applied elsewhere. And what I frequently see is that's not occurring. And this Hunter Biden story is fascinating. So I want to start with this question. What would the media coverage look like if one of Donald Trump's children had been using the N-word in text message and it had gone public and they had been caught doing so? I think all of you out there would say that it would have been a massive story. Donald Trump would have been asked about it at press conferences. It would be on the front page of newspapers. It would be evidence of Trump's racism, the systemic white privilege that exists in the Trump universe all of that. Yet Hunter Biden does it and most of the media remains quiet. Why is that? 
particularly in light of three different to me intriguing precedents where the exact opposite happened. Morgan Wall, country music singer used the N-word in a non-racist manner by which I mean it's not like somebody was caught screaming a racial slur intending it to be offensive based on the racial slur and country music stations stopped playing his music he's still not able to go on tour he basically has had to go into hiding ever since that video of him went public. Kyle Larson was doing an iRace when he uttered the N-word while playing a video game once that happened Kyle Larson was not able to race for an entire year he lost all of his sponsors and he was forced to vanish. Mimi Groves a lot of you may not remember her 15 year old girl from Loudoun County, Virginia who when she got a driver's license made a Snapchat video of herself celebrating that driver's license sent it to her friends using the N-word one of her classmates saved that video for three years when she was admitted Mimi Groves to the University of Tennessee and was on going to be allowed to be a cheerleader that classmate released the video the University of Tennessee cheerleading squad dismissed her and then the University of Tennessee did not allow her to enroll. The New York Times wrote a front page story about Mimi Groves. How is it that the New York Times can justify a front page story on a 15-year-old high school girl in a Snapchat video but they're not covering the President of the United States' son and his use of the N-word. Now I don't believe in cancel culture. I think context matters. I think the idea that we have to slam the door take the key and lock someone away forever because of something inappropriate they've done in their past is wrong. I think cancel culture is wrong. I think we need to consider people within the context of their entire lives as opposed to whatever viral moment might end up defining them. I think it's one of many things that social media gets wrong. But if you're going to set the precedent with Morgan Wallen with Kyle Larson Morgan Wallen in country music Kyle Larson in NASCAR and this 15-year-old high school girl Mimi Groves that context doesn't matter and that you need to be canceled if you are caught using the N-word how in the world can the Washington Post the New York Times MSNBC and CNN not justify covering this story? The precedent has been set. If you are not going to cover this story the message that you are sending is clear and transparent and bright as day and that is this. If your politics are the right side then the media will give you a pass no matter how egregious your behavior might be. And what offends me about this idea is it completely distorts the purposes of justice and media fairness. It is transparent bias at its most explicit nature. And so there's no way to justify Hunter Biden as an adult being ignored by the New York Times while a 15-year-old high school girl is a front page New York Times story over a three-second Snapchat video. Think about it. I'm not arguing for any one side or the other I'm just arguing for sanity and a clear and specific standard to be applied regardless of your race your gender your ethnicity your sexuality your religion or your political beliefs. I want everyone held to the same standard and by the way I think it should be a forgiving standard. I am not of the belief that everyone should be judged by their worst moment in life. In fact in the case of Mimi Groves and many other teenagers like her we specifically elect 
not to hold minors responsible for crimes very often that they commit as teenagers. Why would we hold kids responsible for social media, social media mistakes when they are juveniles and yet if they had robbed a, a store we would allow that to be expunged and not follow them for the rest of their lives? I want the standard to be the same for everyone. To me, this Hunter Biden story is a flagrant example of bias that exists every day in the media and it's why so many people don't trust many aspects of the media today because it's not about the truth. It's about whether or not the story fits the narrative. Speaking of the story fitting the narrative, did you guys see this? Chris Harrison is out at The Bachelor after 19 years. I watched The Bachelor. It's on ABC. Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever it might be. I treat it like a sporting event historically on the radio show with Petros Papadakis. We have a lot of fun with it. Chris Harrison is being removed from The Bachelor because he had the audacity to actually speak out in favor of one of The Bachelor contestants, Rachel, who was close to being married potentially to The Black Bachelor in the most recent season. Now, I'm not an expert in Rachel. I can only judge her based on what I saw on television. But let me just ask you this question. If you are willing to marry a minority, isn't that a pretty strong sign that you might be not racist as opposed to going back in time and looking at a photo from an old South party that Rachel attended? For those of you who might not know about this, like a Scarlett O'Hara dress, big uh, plantation style, uh, hoop skirts, all of the things that were popular in the 1860s basically a costume ball set in the era of the Old South. Which is more dispositive of the current person that you are? Who you are willing to marry and potentially spend the rest of your life with or something that you did in college on a random night? All Chris Harrison did was say let's show her some grace instead of calling her the most awful human being who has ever existed as was happening in the middle of the social media mob. And what happened to Chris Harrison was he didn't do anything. He just stepped up and tried to combat the social media mob and provide some protection to Rachel and in the process he became a target of that mob. And he's losing his job of almost a generation that he had had for 19 years. This is what so many people are afraid of in our current social media era. Not only are they afraid of what might happen to them for something that they might do but also there is a great deal of fear out there that if you stand up and enter into the fray to defend someone else that the mob might shift their focus from that person to you and you could end up paying the price secondhand through the power of cancel culture. That is what has happened now with Chris Harrison. And he is now out at The Bachelor. I think it's wrong. I think it's the wrong result. Positive story. I'm going to get to college football and the playoff expanding and everything associated with that and why I am so excited about it. But first, I've got to tell you, hey, how about right now you get hooked up with my friends at My Dr. Hank. Erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men, but it doesn't have to make you feel like half of a man. Since 2017, My Dr. Hank has been making America hard again. That's one of the best taglines I've ever seen. My Dr. Hank helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. They secure your prescription and then ship it to you discreetly every month from U.S. pharmacies all for as low as $2 per mil. 
per pill. So don't wait. Join the movement to make America hard again. Go to mydoctorhank.com slash clay and sign up today. Tell Dr. Hank I sent you. He'll give you 50% off your first subscription order. That's mydoctorhank.com slash clay. Offer available for a limited time. Had a bunch of conversations. Been doing a lot of research since news broke earlier this week that college football might be expanding to a 12-team playoff. And in fact, I actually put up a poll because I was curious what you guys might be interested in in terms of the overall storylines here as it pertains to uh, whether you support an expanded playoff or not. And interestingly, a massive number of you support an expansion of the college football playoff. In fact, 60,000 of you voted in my poll that I put up last night. You can find me as always on Twitter at Clay Travis. Uh, I tweeted, reports are that college football is considering expanding to 12 playoff teams. If you were voting, what's the ideal number of college football playoff teams? Only 11% of you, basically 1 in 10 of the people who voted in my poll said that we should stay at 4. The other 90% of you said 54% of you thought 8 was the right number. 21% of you thought that 12 was the right number. And 14 of you thought that 16 was the right number. I'm going to tell you that I have come around on the idea of 12 and I'm now in favor of a 12-team playoff and let me explain why. First of all, 12-team playoff would have all five conference champs Pac-12, Big 12, SEC, ACC, Big 10 whoever wins the conference championship would go to the playoff. The highest ranked non-Power 5 school that's six teams five conference champions and the highest ranked non-Power 5 conference team. And then there would be six wild cards. The top four seeded teams would get a bye. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve would go and play on the campus of the highest seed. So if you were a five seed, a six seed, a seven seed, an eight seed, you would get to host a home playoff game. Five would play twelve. Six would play eleven. Uh, the uh, the seven would play the ten, and the eight would play the nine. Right at home. So there would be a massive benefit to being a top four seed in which case you would get a bye or to being the next four in which case you would get a home playoff game. So I don't buy the idea that you're going to tank. I also think it keeps conference titles significant and significantly on top of that it avoids for instance the Pac-12 hardly ever making the college football playoff which I think is bad for the overall brand of college football. So far the Pac-12 has only had two playoff spots I believe if I'm correct won one playoff game with Oregon beating Florida State in the first year of the college football playoff. Otherwise Washington I believe I'm correct has made the college football playoff. That is it. I love the idea of 12 six with the top five conference champs and the at-large team and then the next six highest rated teams making it as wild cards. To me that's the right number The more I think about it the more convinced I become this is where we need to be as a college football fan base. 90% of you nearly of my audience at least with 60,000 votes in are in favor of an expanded college football playoff. I actually think 12 is the right number because if you go to 8 and you take the 5 conference champions you might sometime end up with a team that doesn't deserve to be in in the playoff. And then the next three teams if you take a non-Power 5 team you might only have two wild cards. That doesn't feel like the right number to me. 12 feels like the right number. 
Do you see uh, where uh, Brooks Kepka came out and talked about he and Bryson DeChambeau and their feud and Brooks said he thought it was good for golf? I actually agree with him. And it makes me wonder could this entire feud if you haven't seen the Brooks Kepka like kind of ro- making his, uh, rolling his eyes and being upset as Bryson DeChambeau walked behind him what if this is all for show? What if Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau are such consummate showmen that they recognize that the best way for golf to get attention in a social media age was for the two of them to appear to have a massive feud with each other and that if they played it up with the right viral video appearing to be leaked by the Golf Channel that they would be able to draw in more young viewers because the entertainment of the conflict helps to drive interest. Conflict is integral to your overall interest in sports. That's why people watch the conflict of a winner and a loser. And so I'm kind of coming around on the idea that these guys may be outsmarting all of social media. It would explain how that Brooks Kepka video got out. Maybe he okayed it knowing that it would be a viral moment. Talk to Bryson DeChambeau about it. They agreed to basically have a WWE style feud which is helpful to both of them. Drives interest in golf. If they get paired together at the US Open I'm sorry the fix is in. This would make me think it's 100% a staged issue but in their defense at least it's a really entertaining one. All right, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm sitting in the most comfortable chair known to man. That is the X chair. A lot of you are working from home now or maybe you have home offices or maybe you've moved into new common workspace and one of the big things you have to do as you change where you are working is get comfortable. Because if you are uncomfortable your ability to work well is diminished significantly and I got to tell you this chair is wildly comfortable to me. It has a dynamic variable lumbar Heat massage therapy. I love it. At the end of the day after working all day long I feel fantastic because I am getting taken care of. All these different massage modes. My lower back. I am feeling as good as Deshaun Watson is after all of his massages and I'm only having to do it by sitting in the X chair right now. XchairClay.com is the hookup. X chair is on sale now for $100 off. Go to xchairclay.com now that's the letter X chair C-L-A-Y dot com or call 1-844-4-X-CHAIR X-CHAIR has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairclay.com now and use the code XWHEELS for free X-Wheel blade casters that is xchairclay.com Uh, All right, a couple more things that I want to dive into. Several different stories. Uh, Did you see this story? It's getting a lot of attention. Washington defensive end Montez Sweat. So first of all, Ron Rivera came out and said that a lot of the Washington football team has not been vaccinated. And so Montez Sweat came out and anytime you actually say anything other than I got the vaccine people lose their mind. But Montez Sweat was asked about the team bringing in vaccine experts to speak to players he said I'm not a fan of it at all I won't get vaccinated until I get more facts on why he's hesitant he said I haven't caught COVID yet so I don't see me treating COVID until I actually get COVID 
So look, I'm not saying that the logic here is brilliant but we don't ask young healthy people playing sports whether or not they got the flu shot, right? I've never heard of any athlete being aggressively pushed on whether he or she got the flu shot. It's available to everyone. Every single year at least one team has a massive flu outbreak and I've always said it's interesting to me that teams don't all get the flu shot in an effort to try to keep the flu from spreading through the locker room. The flu for younger healthy people in particular kids under 18 is actually more dangerous than COVID. And so I don't believe and I've been saying this for a long time I don't believe in vaccine passports. I don't believe in mandating the vaccine. I think that older people and I told my parents this should get the vaccine because they are under increased risk of COVID but I'm not eager to have any of my children for instance get the vaccine and I think that should be a choice of every individual out there whether they are an athlete or a regular person or just a parent making decisions about their kids. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I got all my kids vaccinated for measles, mumps, rubella everything else there that is proven to be dangerous to children but COVID is not dangerous to children. The seasonal flu is more dangerous to children than COVID is. And for young healthy people there's a reason Major League Baseball, the NHL, NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball that nothing significant has happened to any of these athletes when they have actually gotten ill. And so if that is what is going on right now I don't understand why all of the pressure would immediately rain down on guys like Montez Sweat. And I gotta say I don't know Montez Sweat at all. But this is why so many athletes are dodging this question. Because they know if they say something other than yes I got the vaccine and I was so excited to do it not only do I get the vaccine I wear three masks everywhere that I go including while I'm driving by myself in the car that everybody in the sports media is going to criticize them and the blue check mark brigade is going to show up and lambast them. That is to me a significant story that is out here by and large. Aaron Rodgers. I am fascinated by the Aaron Rodgers story because effectively this is coming down to a stare down. Will Aaron Rodgers show up and go to work for the Green Bay Packers or will he make the decision that he's going to hold out and require the Packers to trade him and see who blinks first. Packers have Aaron Rodgers under contract. They don't have any necessity to trade him at all. In fact, they could hold him all throughout training camp call his bluff and say hey do you want to play this year or not Aaron because we're not trading you. In fact, we're never going to trade you. Your options are retire or play for the Green Bay Packers. Will Aaron Rodgers at the age of 38 be willing to retire or will ultimately the Packers say you know what we got to get some value for him we got to get his dollars off our books who blinks first here? It's a fascinating situation to contemplate because really it comes down to what do you believe Aaron Rodgers is willing to do? Is he truly willing to retire and sit out or does he so desperately want to play especially for Matt LaFleur with whom he is 26-6 and as a starter in the NFC when his team has a very good chance to go to the Super Bowl again or is he so angry over the drafting of Jordan Love that he is demanding that he be traded? I actually like Jordan Love right now for gamblers out there 7-1 to odds to be the next Packer quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised 
if he is the starting quarterback in Green Bay come September because I continue to believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded and that he is going to be traded to the Denver Broncos if I had to make a choice about where I think he's going to go. The NFL is about to play its games in a new location. I'll tell you where that is but first I want you to know Father's Day's coming and you know as it gets closer to Father's Day it's starting to get hot out there. Whether you have a dad bod or you're rocking a six-pack and I'm definitely on the dad bod side make sure you, your dad and the men in your life are smelling nice and shaved where it matters most. Make your dad proud this year. Get him and yourself I've got it right here the Lawnmower 4.0 and also make sure that you get the ultra smooth package out there. The Lawnmower 4.0 as well as refined cologne perfect for you and the dads in your life to complete your grooming game just in time for summer and you get 20% off and free shipping with the code DBAP20 at manscaped.com. I gotta tell you you don't want to have below the belt issues. That's why you need the Lawnmower 4.0. They are the global leaders in below the waist grooming just right now. They can hook you up and I hope you're as excited for this as I am because this thing's legit. Fourth generation trimmer cutting edge ceramic blade it will hook you up especially if you travel a lot 4.0 it will go on the road with you. I'm flying to New York tomorrow I may need to take the 4.0 with me take care of all of my issues and right now just in time for Father's Day you can get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code DBAP20 don't forget you came from your dad's balls this year show your original home some love with Manscaped. Finally the NFL is reportedly expanding its overseas offering. Some of you are old enough to remember the NFL in Europe. Well we've got the games in London. In fact I went over there with my family. We watched the Tennessee Titans play against the San Diego Chargers at the time now they're the LA Chargers and we watched them play in Wembley Stadium. It was a fantastic experience fantastic trip big NFL party at that game. People were wearing jerseys of their favorite teams even if the Titans and the Chargers weren't their favorite team. It was just a celebration of American football. Now there is talk that the NFL is going to expand once more into Europe and they are going to play a game in Germany. Here's why I like this idea. There are a lot of American expatriates but in particular Germany has a massive massive amount of soldiers that are serving overseas. I know this because I used to hear from them all the time. They would listen to Fox Sports Radio my show on the Armed Services Network on their base or they would stream it and they are desperate for any part of home. In fact when I was overseas in London several soldiers came up to me and said we miss home so much. We are serving right now overseas in Germany. As soon as we heard that there were games in England we decided to hop on the trains. We came to London on our furlough weekend to be able to go watch an American football game in person. Of all the countries in the world that don't currently have NFL games I think for that reason alone with all the soldiers that are overseas Germany makes the most sense. I think this is a good move by the NFL. I actually think a team in London could make sense going forward and I think it will happen at some point in the future. Not only because there's a good audience there but because I like the idea of starting NFL football earlier in the day on Sunday starting at 9 a.m. Eastern or whatever the heck it is and being able to watch all day. 
All right, I love all of you. Thank you for supporting OutKick. I will be up in New York City on Thursday and Friday but I will be on television, FS1, Fox Bet Live breaking down all the gambling news. That is in one half hour, 5 o'clock Eastern, 4.30 cent, uh, 4, 4 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Mountain, 2 o'clock Pacific. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I will be with you just 30 minutes on TV. Hopefully the podcast is going to be up soon. I appreciate all of you. Thanks for watching and I hope you guys have a fantastic Wednesday wherever you are. This has been OutKick, the show.